Hi, this is Angela. Welcome to Shakti Stories. So hello, Suzanne. Well, hello, beautiful. <laughs> and welcome everyone to Shakti Stories. I've got Suzanne. Why don't you introduce yourself if you could say a few things about yourself? All right. So I have been in the personal development industry with my husband and our company, Warrior Sage, for two and a half decades now. And what we are interested in and what we have been serving our clients for many years in is empowerment. So we have a company that's all about empowerment. We teach you everything and anything about making your life count and how to get it to the next level in in all areas. So that's what I'm going to say for now. I love it. Well, yeah, we've met one another on the dance floor many a time, (laughs) but I hadn't heard you fully speaking and sharing your wisdom until recently. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need her. I need her on Shakti Stories. Thank you. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you know, Shakti Stories is really, it can be about anything, but it is about the feminine and how that's showing up in our world and So I'm just curious if you could share anything about what's going on right now in the world and how the feminine links into that. Mm -hmm. How I see that right now is that the world is feeling a lot of pain. We are feeling the pain of so many from, from the recent pandemic with everyone in a place of solitude because they're, they're having to come out of taking, taking life for granted and now having to be sent to our rooms to figure out what have we done? Mm-hmm. What have we done to ourselves? What have we done to the world? And so, you know, we're hurting. And then with the recent, the recent happening with the gentleman, George Floyd, that was murdered, this has caused a new sense of pain. That we're all feeling, I believe. And so when it comes to the feminine, so the feminine, there is, let me tease this apart. So from what we have learned, my husband and I, and from the mentors that have taught us, there's a masculine side to us and a feminine side to us. All of us, in all of us. And so the masculine part of us is go, go, go. Go for freedom. Go and achieve. And make that happen. And we have a big part of that in us. Freedom. Going for freedom. The feminine side of us is about the flow of love. The flow of love. And whether the flow of love is is flowing or if it's stopped in its tracks. So in terms of the feminine, we are feeling stopped in our tracks. Mm. Love is unable to be expressed because... For the most part, we can't get out there. We can't hug each other. We can't be together. And then with the recent happenings, we are feeling torn apart in ourselves from each other. And so there is a pain and a suffering that is happening within all of us. And that is the feminine within all of us is feeling that. Mm, Wow. I love how you put that. That, yeah, that really resonates with me and it made me think when you said about how it's affecting all of us made me think actually about this i went to a play one time and an indigenous woman described a story of sexual assault 
and how she said that the perpetrator is just, is actually carrying just that much pain. Like they're also wounded by this event and, and a violent event. And so it's, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, anyone who thinks right now that they're not involved or that, you know, they're not, you know, like, yeah, this isn't about them. I think is yeah. It is about us all. Yeah. It is about us all. It's the fabric of society. It is really and truly, if you, if your heart beats like all our heart beats, then we are all connected in a sense. We have a human similarity because we're all humans. Yeah. We have a human connection. We have a human family under one source, under a source. There's a source that whatever you want to call that, God, source, whatever, whatever that is to you. Yeah. There is something that under which we are all unified. Yeah. And so we're all connected to this human family. Mm. And, and we are all suffering and no, you, you are absolutely right. And the woman, the indigenous woman that spoke of that we're all hurting is so true. There is the perpetrator and the one who is the victim and they are both part of the human family, whether we want to believe it or not. Yeah. To me, it almost feels like for the first time people are talking about issues that they hadn't, I mean, I'm talking about sort of the majority is speaking more, I think, about things that they hadn't previously identified or, you know, owned before and how they're contributing to that. I, I'm, it looks like, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of everything happening, but it does look like people are starting to maybe wake up to some of these ways that they're complicit in these systematic oppressions. So yeah, but I know there's a lot of everything going online. So what, for you, like, what do you think's happening right now in terms of, you know, what, what are we waking up to? Are we like, are we becoming more, I guess, is there hope? <laughs> there's hope. There's always hope. There's absolutely hope. If there is, um, there is a, a human spirit, there is a spirit of hope in everything at all times. Okay, here's how I know. There's hope because when it, it is winter, you know there's going to be springtime. You mm-hmm. know it. Right. Even if it's the dark of winter, you're so cold, you're freezing. It is spring. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. There, there are seasonal, seasonal changes that happen. Mm-hmm. You know that in the spring there will be summer. And then, then there's fall. there are seasonal shifts that you know it's just cyclical. There are shifts. So there's hope. There's hope for newness. Yeah. Here's the other thing. You know for sure that after the night, what is it? It's the daytime. Mm-hmm. You can hope for that. You can't even what, guess. It is true there will be the daytime. And then there will be the nighttime again. But mm-hmm. we shouldn't mourn for the night. Mm-hmm. Just know that it, it occurs. And then the sun will come out again. Right. There is hope always, always. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I an love opportunity. That. It's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. You yeah. know? And that makes me think, too, about how, you know, I think people are... Again, I have to keep going back to Facebook. I probably am spending way too much time on Facebook, but there's there's so much reactivity and, you know, attack of people judging and assuming what they think somebody means. 
before, you know, really listening. And I just think about how, you know, one of those messages that's, that's going around a lot is don't just, you know, repost things, but actually like act. And so I know that's one thing I've been wondering about anyways, is like, okay, what does this action, like, what does that mean? I mean, I, I, I know like, some of that, like I went to the Black Lives Rally yesterday in Victoria and it was so beautiful and it was so united and it was like, yes, like, you know, but still that question of like, what, well, what does that mean? Action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Good question. You know, and it's tender. It's really tender for us. So many, I am actually getting messages in my own Facebook, private messages from people, brothers and sisters, in humanity that are saying to me, I'm afraid to speak because if I say something and I say something the wrong way, I'm going to get attacked. I'm going to get slammed for that. And, and I don't know what to do. What do I do? Help me. So what I want us all to do is take a breath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really just take a breath. There is so much going on. There's so much going on. So I'm going to get straight up with things here. So there's the Black Lives Matter movement where, and I even as a woman of color, I have to admit to you, I don't know everything. I do not know my history as I should. And even as I speak, I am being told that, hey, you, you, do you not understand this, this, and this? And I'm thinking, whoa, I don't even under, I, I thought I understood, but I don't get that. Mm-hmm. So I have to go and educate myself further as a woman of color to, to know what I'm saying in certain ways. And that's good because we all have to educate ourselves. Yeah. Now, if you're not a person of color, if you are white and you are posting about something that has moved your heart and you post this and then you get someone saying, Hey, you know, you need to, you need to act first and foremost for all of us, be compassionate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Take a breath, go back, take, have compassion with yourself. And you know that if you did something from your heart, remember that you did something from your heart and don't be derailed from that. Because someone is angry and they're angry for a reason. They have every reason to be angry, but don't take on that you are wrong because you posted something from your heart. Yeah. Don't take that on. Yeah. Have compassion with yourself, but also have compassion with the one who has spoken and get curious. Get Mm -hmm. curious. Great. Don't get defensive. Get curious. I myself, I'll tell you, in my own family, I've had to do that Mm. because I have children who are more, actually more educated than I am on certain things Mm. because I myself have lived in, 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 I have had the advantage to live in my own bubble and I've pulled away from a lot of media because I don't trust it straight Mm. up. There are things that are fed into the media that I don't trust. So I pull myself away a lot. And even as I was growing up, I didn't pay attention to a lot of history. I didn't learn a lot of the history or my history. What I was, what I wanted was all about unity and connection. Mm. So I studied that unity, connection, love. That was what was important to me. Nothing else really was. So now I'm in a place of like, I don't get a lot of things. 
but I've got to educate myself. And when I post things that people don't necessarily agree with, I got to go, well, I came from my love and my heart. Yes. If there's things that I got to clean up. Okay. I'll clean that up. Yeah. And if I've got to act, then I have to check in. What am, what am I, what am I willing to do? And mm -hmm. then do that. Yeah. And also check into my advantage. What advantages do I have that others don't have? And how can I help them to do things that they couldn't possibly do? And right. that's, I think, what the cry is about. It's like, get out of your bubble and yeah. come join us and, and do what we're asking you to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that. And I just want to embrace everybody and myself at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> the best we can. Yeah. 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 I really, know. really, yeah. I really hear what you're saying. It's like, yeah, it's everyone's coming from a different place. And yeah, if people are enraged, that, that has a place too and, and needs to be allowed. Like, absolutely. But, yeah. I love what you said about being curious rather than just, you know, defensive and, uh, or the other thing you were saying, like, yeah, I, I know, like I posted some pictures of like all these cops, like embracing people and like the hugs that were happening and stuff. And then some people commented saying like, these are photo ops. And so I was like, oh, well I have no way of knowing, like, I really wanted it to be true. I mean, it's, I'm sure in some of them it is, but just the fact that I considered right away, instead of trying to argue the point, like, well, how do you know that or something? I just went, okay, well, this sounds like it's, it's causing more harm because it's people of color telling me that, Hey, these, here's all these other things where they're taking a photo and then they're th like tear gassing people. So I was like, okay, I'm going to hide this off my timeline. Like it's not worth it. In that case, it's actually like, oh, okay. Checking in and going, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I was a bit naive here. But in other cases, I, I really do notice how people who genuinely want to help, but they, yeah, sometimes there's like attacks that come in and make someone feel like, oh, I'm just going to like not get involved in this then and just get smaller. And yeah. 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 Well, you know, let's go back to the feminine. Yeah. Let's go back to how we deal with, well, here's the thing. This is the overlying theme. My overlying theme is to remove brutality from humanity. This is the intention to remove the brutality of, out of humanity from the smallest to the, the, the greatest, not the greatest, the worst brutality. And the smallest brutality may be somebody slamming you for just being, just trying to be loving, trying to add some hope. That too is brutality. Let's not get it mixed up. And to the murder of someone yeah. is brutality, but it's brutality across the board. How do we as a humanity deal with that? So what we have to do is we've got to come back to, first, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves. We have to be resourcing. Yeah. We have to be self-resourceful. And when we, our feminine needs replenishment, okay, that's how we get resourced. We need to have enough sleep. We need to be eating well. You know, we need to be breathing. We need to be moving our bodies and we need to be in contact with others. Mm -hmm. That is how the feminine grows in contact, not in isolation. 
And so what you have to understand is that the feminine in all of us is suffering because we've been in isolation for such a long time. Yeah. So we are, we are, we are unresourced yeah. in that. And then now this tragedy with the G George Floyd happens. And what's also happening is that everybody's on Facebook, but Facebook, what you have to understand is a method of contact. So we're dying for contact, we're reaching out in contact, but this isn't necessarily the place that we need to get it. Yeah. It's places like here with you and I, yeah. you know, and podcasts like this, tuning into things that are going to be bringing you back into your body, mm. bringing you back into your heart so that you can, you can be grounded, grounded and rooted. So yeah. then you drop into your power now. You start to become grounded and rooted. You've had enough sleep. You're eating properly. Remember these things. And your heart and soul must be nourished mm. as well. Yeah. Take that on first, brothers, sisters. Do that first. You cannot help another until you put your oxygen mask on. Yeah. Right? So we're all going in trying to help, but then we're not thinking maybe because we're on resource and we just want to love each other, can't we? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, we got to ground. Let's ground and remember that we're never, we're never alone. Yes. We always go, go back to source. That is the source of all of us. And when we can tune into that in our silence, in our moment where we're even doing yoga and moving our bodies, getting out of our minds, into our bodies, we can come back to the place where we all are and start to feel the collective us yeah. and, and the embrace of that. Mm. And then when we do reach out, we'll be even more attuned to the others. We'll be maybe more aware of how we move yes. in the world. And then we don't have to go oh, like this. We're really there. Yeah. That's the invitation, you know? Yeah. It's a different state, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, that's so cool you said that because yesterday I was actually, last week I was feeling a bit overwhelmed. I was on the computer a lot, too much Facebook. My eyes were hurting from being on the screen too much. And my head was just kind of all over the place. It was like cloudy and, you know, and then yesterday I was leading some focusing and it's a practice that I do in my counseling. And I noticed myself, oh, wow, I have this like warmth right in the center of my heart. It's this fire. And if I can stay with this, it's kind of a soft fire for me right now. And it's like, okay, if I can keep my attention here to this place, that is kind of a, it sort of like resolves all the like scattered energy. It brings me back to the core of this matter. Right. And Yeah. And staying with that compassion and like how that's the, the healing bomb right now. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you went here because this is sort of near the solar plexus. You know, it's in our chest. It's maybe it was in your solar plexus. I didn't quite it see was it. right in between. The solar right in between, solar. right? Where it's just, this is the area. This is the area where when we feel attacked, it's like, oh, yeah. going like that. And, and this, is, this is the place that is so vulnerable. It's yes. a place of vulnerability. It's yes. a place of opportunity. This is the hope place. It's mm -hmm. one of the hope places, right? Mm -hmm. So when we can go back and what a beautiful thing, the focusing that you, that you do and any type of focusing that you can do to come back into your heart, 
your solar plexus where actually, you know, in reflexology, and I'm not sure in other areas, but in reflexology, there's a place on your foot that you touch, that you press into, and that is a solar plex area. And when you press on that solar plex area, or you breathe into that, it fills your entire being with a sense of relaxation and you breathe wider. Wow. You breathe wider. Mm -hmm. So action step number one, let's breathe wider together. I love that. <sighs> and draw the collective in. Just as you breathe in, breathe the pain that's actually there. And in there in your own bodies, close your eyes, do this with me right now. Breathe that in. And imagine you are transmuting that, transforming that mm -hmm. as you exhale into pure love. And breathe that into the space. Takes mm -hmm. on a new color, right? Let's do it again. Breathe in. Breathe in what's there. It may already be completely transformed just by doing that. And just mix it in with your love and passion and exhale it into the space for all beings, infinitely in front and behind, above, below, in all directions. Love. I love that. I know. How does it feel? Feels good. Feels <laughs> It's cool. That reminds me of the Tonglen practice or you bring in the dark because a lot of times we're doing the opposite. We're thinking, oh, I need to clear, clear. I hear this language all the time with my clients. They're like, yeah, I have this, you know, these issues with sexuality or whatever. And they're saying I need to clear. And I'm like noticing that there's this tendency to try and get rid of something. Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, I mean, you can never really do that. It's like a little two-year-old, you know, yeah. tell a two-year-old that you'll talk to them later. <laughs> right on that yeah <laughs> so true it happen you know yeah. you've got to you, there's something that wants your attention yeah so really meet that something like you're meeting them for tea yeah okay come on come on what you got for me just yeah. bring it in actually embrace it mm. we're supposed to feel yeah and to the extent that we feel is the extent that we can transform yes really feel though really feel yeah and to the extent that we push away feeling is the extent that it snowballs yeah you know, it gets bigger like an avalanche and then it takes you out yeah and whatever else that's in your way yeah so let's bring it in let's feel it fully let's utilize this as a tool of transformation and then let's exhale mm. all our beauty all our our love mm. all our passion mm. and then i mean we're just we're magical aren't we <laughs> i love it so good. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. There really isn't. Yeah. There really isn't. There's there's nothing there's nothing that that can really take you out. Yeah. Your spirit lives on. Mm -hmm. And what are you really here for? Yeah. This is just a school of life. So let's learn our lessons now. So you know, we don't have to wait. We can enjoy our time here. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been like, I think I'm, you know, I, I want to come back again. Like, I don't know if I want to get enlightened or anything. <laughs> hey, you know, that's a real feminine thing to feel like that. That is a feminine. That's like knowing that you're really in your feminine. It's like, 
I don't want to go anywhere. Why would I want to go anywhere? I want to be here. I want to feel this. This is like, this is the thing yeah. to be part of. And that's how you know you're, that's how you know you're in your feminine. Yeah. The masculine part of us, which is beautiful and it's great. It's like the one that oversees the one that gets away from it all and like can, is able to survey the space so that freedom is possible, you know, that we can make sure we take care of things. Yeah. And when you're in your masculine, that's really great. That's like getting away from it all so you can get the big picture. For us who are more in our feminine that are interested in the flow of love and all the taste, smells, touch, taste, you know, deliciousness of all of it, we're like, why would I want to leave anything? I want to be here. I want more of that. Yeah, know? exactly. So, so can you see that just by doing a practice of, of rather than resisting, drawing in whatever that is as a, as a gifting, as an offering, so then you can transmute that and bring beauty into the space. It's a feminine practice that makes you want to be here. Yeah. Want to be in contact. I think it's so profound because, and it's similar to, in a way, it's similar to, I guess, with focusing, we, we acknowledge all that's there and we, we do bring compassion because we say, oh, well, you know, given everything that's going on right now, this, you know, no wonder. And this is another, another way with, with that, because that intention to bring things in, I think can be really profound in the sense that we so often have these, these you know, resistances. We we're afraid that if we let that thing in, it's going, ultimately we're probably afraid it's going to change us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like, cause what are you actually afraid of? If you let in that, you know, for example, if people right now are going, no, I'm not into um, white privilege. Like if I'm, if white people are saying, you know, like, no, that's, that's not me. You know, what if you let that in and you consider it and you, you know, let it like, linger and you know and percolate and and see what the idea is and see if that if there's more there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you know that's a good consideration and i think there's a step before that because what okay so i think to myself i think why would somebody who's white want to give a damn about considering white privilege, especially if they felt like it's uh, an attack. Mm. So now I'm being attacked. Imagine I'm white. I'm being attacked. And for, for being white is what I feel. Being attacked for, for having white privilege. See, white privilege, I, I did a video on this. White, privi white privilege has come with a lot of energy, a lot of charge to it. Like you've got white privilege kind of way. And so it's felt like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's felt like an attack. So why in the hell would anyone want to consider that? They'd want to push that away and go, no, you can't attack me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to consider the gun that feels like it's just shot me. No, I want that out of my, out of my space. Right. Right. But if you could for a moment, just recognize that the person that has said that to you and, and you feel defensive about it in the moment, you could just take that the moment of defensiveness. Defensiveness is hurting you. Yeah. It's hurting you. Yeah. Right? And so when you push away, what you're doing is you're pushing away your opportunity for a sense of peace 
for mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. to ground yourself. And any pushing away is harming you. Yeah. So what you want to do in a moment where you feel attacked is you want to take a moment and breathe and, and allow that defensiveness. Like, don't resist the defensiveness. I'm defensive. I feel like, what the hell? You don't know me. Rah, 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 rah. Move <laughs> that in your body. Like, move it like it's got, like it's like, whatever that is. And just like, really churn with it, move with it, just like become it, become the, become the angry, defensive one, you know, like, how dare you, like this, you can even play music to like, get get it, suddenly, you're gonna start to move, and then that movement is gonna allow your head to relax, because your brain's got no rhythm, right, And your, your soul, your soul is going to start to go, okay, you're listening to me. You're feeling defensive. Give your defense, embrace your defense too. Yeah. Give that compassion. Mm, embrace yeah. that like a baby. Yeah. Okay, baby, what do you, what do you want to say to me right now? Well, I want you to be protected from that. This is not right. You shouldn't be feeling this. They shouldn't be. So So give yourself the protection. Mm-hmm. Give yourself. Give it to yourself. Don't expect it's going to come from anywhere. And certainly not someone who's angry. Yeah. Because they've got their own stuff that they're dealing with, rightfully so. Right. right? Don't look on the outside to, but give yourself. Oh, okay, I'm feeling... Yeah, and give yourself that. And then notice, once you've given and nurtured that part in you that wants to feel heard and felt and cared for, Mm -hmm. once you've given yourself that and you can ground yourself, then, and only then, can you go, okay, I need to get curious because obviously they didn't get me whatsoever. (laughs) So let me get curious about what they're trying to say. Yes. But don't jump this step. I mean, everybody, we're, we're, you know, in the ideal world, you can, but no. No, that's fine. Take the, take the compassion first and take care of you. Yes. And then get curious. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. The compassion piece is always so important. Yes. Because if you can't be compassionate with yourself, you're not going to be compassionate with anyone else. And it's going to show up in a, a way that you don't want it to. Right. It's it probably going to be blind compassion or yeah, like fake compassion. And that's just not compassion. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love that. Wow. I think my clients are going to love this actually. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Because yeah. they're working on this stuff, you know, we're working on the compassion and that's such a big piece, no matter what position you're in, it's, it's just coming to me that no matter what situation you're in right now, like compassion is, is needed. Like it is, this is the medicine. It is, it is. And it's got to start at home. Yes. You have to be an example of that because you're living that, yeah. you're giving that to yourself. And then from that place is where you can, you can act. Oh, I love your wise words. <laughs> oh, thank you for asking the wise questions. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you feel called to, to share today? Yeah. So let's talk about advantage, okay? I'm going to take the word privilege out, and I'm going to replace it with the word advantage. Actually, my husband coined that one. So advantage is where 
you have an advantage over others to be able to do things that others can't do. So if you imagine birds flying in the sky, you know, you ever see the birds and they fly and then one will come in the front and then the other one go in the front and then they, they all travel in the way that the one in the front is going? Right. Well, that, this happens because when one is tired, then someone else takes over and then someone else takes over. So then they're working together. What you have to understand is there are very tired, beaten down, worn out humans in our family that have experienced a lot of suffering. I'm speaking now about the Black community, and they've experienced a lot of suffering. And what is needed right now is those that have the advantage to have not experienced that to what is being asked is that you do your research yourself because the black community has no more energy to give you the answers. You must as a collective find the answers and help them to get the advantage that you have too, so that we can live together in bliss. Yes. Bliss is possible. educate yourself and use your advantage Mm. to to serve yeah i love that i love that languaging because rather than it being divisive and sort of then everyone's analyzing are you privileged are you not and it becomes so you know yeah it can become really tricky because there can be judgment in there yeah like advantage yeah that feels like you know it's not about we need to take someone down a a peg but actually we need to bring everyone up yes absolutely wow well thank you so much for sharing suzanne like yeah you just there's so much gold in what you shared here today my pleasure and i want to just finally say that when i say i have an advantage as a woman of color and there are women of color who have advantages to not be in it so much and tired, but be ready to help you and to serve you. So look to leaders in our community and let us help you. Let us help you to take action. Yes. Well, I I feel so blessed to have you in our, I mean, I consider us in a community. We've like events and concerts and festivals and uh i just on the dance floor yeah i know i always knew you had moves (laughs) (laughs) but it's also yeah i feel lucky to also have you yeah knowing that you you have this you know you're a wisdom carrier we're lucky to have you thank you for showing up today and always but thank you for also being on shakti stories thank you for having me i hope to have you again Thank you for joining us at Shakti Stories, where we are empowering feminine bliss.